Hey guys, Ryan with Torch Talk Podcast. You will not want to miss today's episode. It is about paid advertising. We're going to talk a little bit about Nextdoor ads, AdWords, Home Advisor, Facebook, Instagram, Google Local Services, even Yelp. Check it out. There's some nuggets in there I think you guys are going to take away and going to help you grow your business. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Surewinder.com. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. just feels so much cooler when we play the music at the beginning of the podcast i don't know why i'm obsessed with it yeah yeah we're getting right into it adrian's um adrian's behind the mic now we uh just ordered another mic so we'll have three here soon so adrian can give some commentary um Today's episode is going to be about paid advertising, and I got an itchy nose, dude. For those of you guys watching on video, I'm not picking my nose. Um, by the way, I, I think we've announced it, but we're on YouTube now, uh, so we're streaming on YouTube, and then we also have it pushed out to like all the podcast platforms for the most part. Uh, please make sure that you go on there and subscribe, like. Uh, the YouTube channel is great because it'll send you like an email. I get it. I don't know why, but I'm subscribed, I guess, to my own channel. Trying to make the numbers look good. Anyway, uh, I got a couple questions from uh, folks over the last few weeks. I've been chatting with a lot of people through um, my Facebook Messenger and um, a few phone calls from people that listen to the podcast. And some really great questions have come out. So I wanted to just tackle those publicly because I feel like they were questions that maybe other people might have. So question number one is, uh, when should I start doing SEO if I'm launching my business? So this is like a, a guy who was starting to launch his business. Like he was just getting into the beginning stages. Um, I would say SEO needs to be like one of the first things that you are invested in, whether you're doing it yourself or you're hiring a company to do it. Um, it is a long-term strategy, so it really depends on how much money you have, um, on what, like how much you want to invest into it, but, uh, definitely something that I think you should be working on monthly, uh, at least two or three hours minimum, uh, if you want to see any difference at all. Uh, but keep in mind, like other companies are working on it every month. So if you're not doing it, you're just making the difference bigger. Um, so I think it's vital. I think like for me, when I started my company, that was the first thing I focused on, but I've had a long background in SEO. Um, which I don't know if I've ever covered, but I started doing SEO in like 2000, 1999, 2000 range. Um, I have an SEO company or I have a garage door company. Uh, how can I tell if like, oh no, he said, if I have a SEO company doing his SEO for his garage door company, 
How can I tell if they're doing a good job? Um, that's actually a really good question because a lot of people don't know what to look for. Um, you know, this goes out to our clients as well. We're constantly sending out, like we send out monthly reports. We're constantly trying to make those reports better, more, more transparent, um, more information, but not too much information. Like it's gotta be a good balance between like having too much information where business owners really don't care and having too little information where we're not fully transparent. Um, reports can be extremely manipulated. Uh, so I would suggest, um, you know, finding way, like I would do this, find your goals for what you want to accomplish out of your SEO campaign, track those. If it's performance based, maybe you track calls, leads through forms, things like that. Um, if it's ranking, I mean, there's so many different ways. Uh, there's software that the company should be able to provide reports from on ranking uh, trends. And keep in mind, I mean, they'll go down a little bit sometimes too. That doesn't mean the company's doing a bad job. Just there's constantly ups and downs. Um, but long, like if you're looking at it as an average over the full year, um, you should be trending up a good bit. Not definitely not down. But if you're looking at month to month, um, occasionally we'll have some some down months. Uh, even with my site, uh, I have down months and we invest a lot into SEO for my site. Um, so find out how you want to be, how you want to measure it and then hold them accountable to helping you measure that so that you can see the success that you're getting. Um, third question, you mentioned a lot of tools. If there was a biz, if I, uh, if you are a business owner and wanting to do SEO yourself, what tools would you suggest? Uh, so we did cover a lot of tools. Um, and I'm not sure that I answered this question, but um, I'm a huge fan for local of bright local. So if you're wanting to be like a local, uh, if you're, you're like measure things on local, it's great for being able to measure everything locally. Um, however, I also like Ahrefs. So I'd probably start with those two. Um, and then you have free stuff too, like Google Search Console and uh, Google Analytics. I would say those um, as far as like, if you build a website on WordPress, um, huge fan of rank math. Uh, it's a plugin and they have, I think a free and a paid version. And, um, that's great. Uh, there's some other ones out there like, um, let's see, WordPress SEO plugins. Probably the most popular is going to be Yoast SEO. Uh, I've used that in the past. I, I just don't feel like the code for me was clean enough, but that could just be me. Um, and then you have like all in one SEO is probably the, the next biggest, but rank math has been good to us. We really like it. Um, it's not going to do the SEO for you, but it'll help guide you in the right direction. Um, some of the basics, not some of the technical, but those are the ones I would use first. And fourth and final question, SEO seems to be a bit overwhelming. Where would I focus on? What would I focus on first? Um, if you are like a business, I assume this person, yeah, I do believe they were a business owner who asked this question. Um, so if you're a business owner and you own a home service business or some type of other business and you want to do in, in-house SEO yourself, um, you know, it can be a bit overwhelming. I know that, um, like for SEO, there's a ton of different things, right? So it used to be so simple. Like 
keyword stuff, links, 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 and uh, fresh content, and you were good. Now there's so much more to it, right? Um, so I would say, first and foremost, um, optimize your homepage, get your Google My Business up, fill it out completely as much as possible. Don't keyword stuff. Keyword stuffing in now pretty much does the opposite of what it used to do. Um, and then try to get links um, to your website. It's a popularity contest. The more people that are pointing to you, the more popular you get. Google ranks you up. And then build your website for users. Um, so just make sure it's super user-friendly, very informational. You're answering uh, difficult questions that customers may be looking for answers for. Uh, and then have strong call call to actions um, where it's like call or text, um, fill out this form to get, you know, a price or whatever. Um, that, that would probably be the, the simplest dumbed down version that I could tell you on where to start. And, you know, obviously you got like title tags and descriptions, um, you know, rank math and the SEO tools. If you're on a WordPress site, give you a very easy option to be able to edit those, um, you know, just be careful because small changes can make a big difference, both in positive and negative. So, um, you know, we do a, we do some testing here, and that helps us understand kind of how we want to lay those out. Um, today's show is about paid advertising. First of all, thank you everybody who reached out and um, gave me some questions um, to kind of share with everybody else. So I appreciate that. Uh, today's show is about paid advertising, and it's important that we um, have a well-balanced campaign when we're talking about marketing. So you've got SEO, obviously. You know, you can do social media marketing, um, direct mail, which um, we've got an, a campaign or a podcast coming out. One of our shows is about that. Uh, we talked about reputation management last week, um, and now we're going to talk about paid advertising and I don't put everything into one bucket at all. So I'm in a bunch of different buckets and um, I'll tell you why I go to certain areas and we're going to go through that today. Uh, but first I want to talk about what is paid advertising and um, we're going to touch on kind of some of the platforms that I use. So first and foremost, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a website and then left and then seen ads for that website. That's called remarketing or retargeting. Uh, with display ads, um, that can be very effective. It really depends, though, on the strategy and the ad. It needs to be well thought out. Uh, probably more like a new door ad than a repair ad because most people are trying to get their repairs done quickly. I don't really see a whole lot of benefit in running remarketing repair ads unless it's like extreme short-term and... Um, yeah, I don't really see a whole lot of benefit there. Most people are going to put like an offer, but, and, and there, I guess there is a way to tie in your remarketing to maybe your phone calls and your leads. So if they filled that out or called, you don't display that. But I would say most people don't have that set up. So um, what you, last thing you want to do is somebody picks up the phone, calls, hires you for marketing, they leave, go to another site and see an ad for $50 off repair. You're just giving away money. So I don't recommend that. Um, if it's a uh, new door, I think the sales cycle is a little bit longer. Most people are getting multiple quotes. I think that's a great benefit uh, to do some remarketing, retargeting. Uh, we talk about um, 
like new openers, things like that, I think are great. Um, I think that's probably where I would focus my remarketing, retargeting display ads. Um, and then like, I'm not a big believer in shotgun display ads either. Like I know there's a lot of people who, um, like a lot of these newspaper sites will reach out to people. I get these phone calls all the time and they're like, Hey, um, you know, we can, we can do uh, banner and tower ads on our news uh, website. You, we get a hundred thousand visitors, you know, a week. And uh, we also have this geofencing thing. I feel like all the newspapers have geofencing um, where we can target specific neighborhoods. Uh, to me, that's all trash. Like, in my opinion, uh, where I do like display ads that are a little less broad and tiny bit more effective, in my opinion, would be like uh, we actually advertise on a site called UGASports.com. It's a rival site. Um, this is a site where like fans are very passionate about one specific thing and they're going there on a regular basis, right? So um, let's say, for example, you're into um, a, a specific niche or whatever, and you're part of a forum or you're part of a um, website where the news is constantly being updated. This is a great platform, not necessarily like general news, but um, hobby stuff. So you can reach out to the forum and ask them if they're if they have advertising options, especially if it's kind of local. For me, I've been part of like UGA Sports for 15, 20 years where I follow like the U, the UGA Georgia Bulldogs uh, football team and athletics. And uh, then there's a forum side where you can kind of like go in and talk to other members. So I changed my name to Aaron Overhead Doors instead of, you know, Ryan L or whatever. Um, and then, you know, we, we sponsor the site. So they, they do an article every month or every other month, whatever, uh, during the football season, maybe every week, actually. Um, and uh, we sponsor that uh, article. And what's cool about it is they'll start the article off by, you know, hey, this this ad's brought to you by this, and it's put our little logo or everything there, put our phone number, and usually says something cool in there that, that you know, uh, without them, this wouldn't be possible, something like that. Uh, anyway, it builds kind of like a sense of uh, community, especially since I'm on there and I'm kind of communicating anyway. Um, I'll get sometimes like if I comment on somebody's post, somebody will reply and be like, hey, I need garage door repair or I need a new garage door. So um, that's great. But if you're part of an a, like a group of individuals who are big into like that community, I think that's a great way. You're already there. So you might as well plug in, invest some money there. Um and, and help build that community. Next is, uh, speaking of next, next door, as a matter of fact. Uh, so next door, for those of you guys who aren't familiar, is a uh, social media platform for neighborhoods. And in order to get validated, you have to request like a postcard to be sent to your home. And then from there, you can join the site. It's a lot of like specific, like, very weird post. Um, like my cat is missing. I probably see that one about five or six times a, um, a day. And then you got your dog is missing. Somebody walked on my grass, a suspicious person came to my door. 
So you get a lot of that, right? So you got to weed through that. But uh, there's an ad platform that um, is very popular on Nextdoor. And there's a couple different, right? So uh, first and foremost, the easiest is um, deals. So you can go on, create a deal. It's very inexpensive. Um, you can target a specific neighborhood. Um Actually, I don't think you can do that with deals. So deals is different. You're going to do a radius around a certain address. Um, and I think it's a limited 10 miles. But Nextdoor is great for this. So um, I've got uh, a lot of business from Nextdoor. But what's great about it is, is I'm building my reputation on Nextdoor. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. But I'm a huge fan of Nextdoor. Actually, such and such media, my marketing company, we're an, uh, a partner of Nextdoor where we actually can run national ads or local ads. Um, so that would actually put it in the feed. And then we're, we lose a lot of restrictions of having to be like within 10 miles. They also just rolled out a new feature where you can target neighborhoods. Like I targeted my neighborhood with an ad for $1 for like a full month. You can't beat that. So if there's specific neighborhoods that you really want to target and you got a low budget, come up with some compelling content and write an ad for a particular neighborhood. Um, because we're a partner, I have the ability to like, um, put in a little short code in the title and it'll actually put the neighborhood in there. So like if I'm doing a blanket ad campaign and I want to target a specific group of people, um, I can actually narrow down demographics, um, income, et cetera. And then, um, instead of having to target each individual neighborhood, I can just put, you know, Hey, you know, short code neighbors, your garage doors need repair and it'll actually insert that, that homeowner's neighborhood in that. So it's really hyper-focused, um, really cool. Uh, next door still has a lot of grumpy people complaining about ads, uh, but it went so long without ads that I feel like the expectations were set. And so people get frustrated with it. But it's highly effective, and I'm growing my reputation. I think Aaron Overhead Doors has about almost 170 recommendations. Uh, last year, I asked them to add garage door services as a neighborhood favorite, and uh, I believe they did the neighborhood, the garage door services, um, or it was home services, I can't remember. Um, they did it for me, and uh, we ran a campaign. We actually won that. That was great. Uh, now we're a um, neighborhood favorite. Now, when that first came out, it was more like a uh, like a restaurant type thing, and then they started expanding. And so, um, definitely take advantage of that. I think that's huge, and the ads on there are very effective if done properly. AdWords. This one's a big one. Uh, we're not going to dive too deep into this because I'm going to talk a little bit about it uh, further down. Um, but AdWords, as you guys know, there's many different types of ads that you can do on there. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Home Advisor is a different type of paid advertising, but still, nonetheless, it's paid advertising. So this is like a directory site where you can pay per lead. Um, there's a lot of mixed reviews, but I'll tell you, I built my company the first two years off of Home Advisor. Um, I think there's a lot of like, uh, you know, people call them tailgaters, but really essentially startups and also companies who don't know how to do marketing and want to live on Home Advisor. Uh, there, which makes it extremely difficult if you're trying to hold margin. These people don't have the skill set to be able to sell properly. So what they do is it's a race to the bottom. Who's the cheapest? You know, they'll offer stupid things like, hey, I'll be the lowest price. Plus, I'll guarantee you a lifetime warranty on a spring change. And so um, 
I know a strategy here was, you know, we would call, we would get the appointment, and then whoever else the lead went to, they would wait a little bit, call them, and then uh, they would tell them, hey, what did they quote you? And then they would say, all right, I'll beat that by 20% and give you a lifetime warranty, and then we would get the phone call for the cancellation. Um, very difficult to, to navigate that. Uh, so not a space that I play in anymore, but it was very critical when, when my early stages, um, I was able to beat out a lot of people for new doors because I went the extra mile. I took samples. I followed up with phone calls. Um, and it was not uncommon for people to tell me on home advisor that I was four or $500 higher on the same door but they were going with me because they trust me. They like me. And uh, that's important. So I know today's about paid ads, so we will get into that, but home advisor does have its place and it is useful. And I think if you do it properly, you can be effective, especially um, in your newer years or your younger years. Um, Facebook and Instagram. These two are one in the same, but also very different. Facebook ads, can either sink a ton of money in and get no return at all. I've seen that. And you can hit big with an ad and kill it. Uh, it really depends on how you set it up. We'll dig into that in a little bit. Same with IG. The audiences are different. Facebook's got an older audience. Instagram's got a younger audience. Um, Facebook is somewhere where a lot of people are jumping ship, especially during election years. Instagram is where a lot of people go when they're jumping ship from Facebook a little bit more positivity, a lot less political stuff. So uh, something to keep in mind there. Google local services. So for you service companies out there, this is um, kind of what's Google's attempt at being able to uh, get involved in the process, but also help reduce like spam and um, bad companies. So, Google Local Services came out and is really focused on the garage door repair side, not the new door side. Um, and I think the reason for that was specifically um, had to do with the scammers, scammers and the people trying to get garage door repair leads um, for lead gen purposes. Um, they focus really in repair because they're trying to prey on people who need the service. Now they're not trying to do a bunch of research. They just want a reputable company come out, fix my door. Good. I'm good. Um, local services makes you go through a verification process where you have to validate everything. And then it's at the very top now and you got boxes. Um, there's some cool things going on with local services. One of them is not the fact that they just went to a bid strategy, which is going live here soon. I think first or second week of January. Uh, I don't believe it's live yet, but I think it's in January. If you're on your Google local service account, go in there, make sure that you've updated it um, or else you probably won't be involved in the rotation. If you want to play in that space. Now I did a very thorough analysis uh, we took every phone call. I listened to every phone call that came in from Google local services for about three or four months. And I made a spreadsheet and I calculated how many booked, how many, um, actually followed through and what the average ticket was. And I'll tell you the Google local service ads had our lowest average and our highest cancellation rate of any lead source that we had. 
We had more cancellations through there by far than we did anywhere else. And not only that, what we identified was the customers, a lot of them were price shoppers looking for the cheapest price. So not really for us. Uh, so way I tried to challenge that was uh, reached out to Service Titan. They happened to be working on a platform where you could um, like integrate your, your online booking with local service ads. And so we set that up and we've seen a little bit better. I think uh, if someone's willing to book an appointment online, I think it's a little bit more effective. Volume's gone down, but we still feel very good that that was the right decision. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about local services and, and the integration um, a little bit further down. But uh, Yelp is something that I want to tackle real quick. You know, I saw not too long ago on Facebook how um, in a garage door group, how somebody was complaining about Yelp. They asked about, hey, I've got somebody calling me about Yelp ads. What do you guys think? Should I do them? Should I not do them? I think my mustache is like curling up and itching my nose. It's extremely irritating. I need to shave. So my take on Yelp and any other review platform that allows you to run ads is it's going to be very difficult starting out. So let me walk you through this. If I am on there as a consumer and I see an ad for your company after doing a search, right? Let's say I'm doing garage door repair. I'm looking for a garage door repair company in my area. And uh, number one, first of all, Yelp typically doesn't list by location. They, you know, they've got the ads at the top and then they've got like your, uh, premium placement and then that you've got your like, you know, organic placement. And then you got like the, you know, bottom of the barrel. Well, the thing with Yelp is if you don't have enough reviews, they're not going to click on your ad or call you. So let's say you're starting out right on Yelp and you're running ads and you're paying $1,500 a month to drive more traffic to your Yelp page. Um, you're less likely to get people to call you than the other guys running ads on Yelp who have, you know, 30, 40, 50, a hundred, 200, 300, 400, uh, reviews, even if they have like a four star, like Yelpers are cool with four stars. Four stars means honest reviews. That's what Yelpers like. They like honest reviews. So Yelp has an algorithm where they take reviews and if they feel like they're not, um, helpful or whatever. And this is based primarily on, uh, user experience and user, um, habits on their website and what reviews they feel like their users like or respond to well. And so they hide a bunch of reviews, um, which is very frustrating because if you're trying to build your reputation on Yelp, it's going to take twice as long. I don't know. Let's see here. I should have probably already had this pulled up, but I know that I have um, an account for Aaron Overhead Doors. But uh, I'm going to show you guys. If you scroll down on your account, it'll say something to the effect of like view hidden reviews. Um, and then like it even gives an explanation as to like why they're hidden, which I think is good. Um here but the challenge is you um 
you won't see it because it's really light. 28 other reviews that are not currently recommended, right? So I got 28 hidden, uh, which all are legit. Like I can tie them all to our database and we've got 51 listed and we're ranked five star. So, I mean, it can be a bit frustrating, but if you're bought into it in your area, Yelp tends to do better in like, um, more of like a uh, metropolitan area or a suburban area outside of metropolitan area um, because their reputation started in the restaurant industry. Uh, you're going to kind of naturally have that. So I think what's important is with Yelp is identify if your competitors have moved there. If you have like two or three companies who are way out front with reviews, it may not be worth it, right? This is the same challenge that I think that, um, What's that green home service company? Um, oh, oh, I think Home Advisor bought them. Angie's List. I think Angie's List had the same problem. Home Advisor, not so much. I haven't seen that as big of an issue, but it still still happens there. But like, if you're gonna spend a bunch of money like on ad spend or you know to buy a territory, but you're only one of four or five, and you don't have any reviews, and the rest do, you're gonna get very few leads, and it's gonna feel like you're wasting your money. So you just have to learn to build that up and to get to that point. Um, so ads on platforms with reviews. Um, so we talked a little bit about that. Pinterest. This is what I'm talking about. Like I love going places everyone else isn't, right? So uh, my Pinterest account, uh, let's see here. This is great. So first of all, if you have a Pinterest category, um, it'll rank in Google. So strongly recommend creating like a garage door repair, put some photos in there, um, create like, you know, different styles. Like, uh, you're talking about like, uh, modern garage doors, whatever, like cre create those and then, you know, build it out with the you know, pinning photos and stuff like that and upload your own photos. But I've got 113 followers, um, 52,000 monthly viewers. That's pretty legit. I mean, and I'm not really paying right now, uh, but I'll run new door ads during, um, new door seasons. So come the springtime, I'm going to be hitting Pinterest really hard. Um, because this is the type of customer I want. I want the customers going on Pinterest looking for different styles, right? That's not the customer looking for the cheap crappy door, that they just want to get it the cheapest possible door, the non-insulated white shore panel raise. That's not this customer, right? This is the customer that's looking for the custom wood doors or the glass doors or the modern doors or the black doors, or, you know, they're looking for something specific. Now, if you can have that there and you can pin other people's stuff to it, that'll draw people to your account. I think that's important. So definitely uh, play in the Pinterest space because not a lot of door dealers are there. If you want more, new door traffic. So if you're trying to keep those installers busy, that's a good way to do it. Um, not a lot of people do this. Did you know you can run ads in Gmail? So if you guys have a Gmail account, like a regular Gmail account, not like a G suite account, you can actually run ads in the Gmail account. Have you ever seen those? They're there. You need to look for them. Um, I tested this out. It's very inexpensive. Did they add that when they redesigned all of Gmail? It's or been there for a while. Oh, okay. It's very cheap. Um, 
but the way it works is you can actually run ads. It's targeted, but they won't tell you, like, you can't get any of the target information, but they use targeted information for it. Um, and so with Gmail, what's cool about it is you actually can, um, if you can target specific demographics, but if they mention garage doors in an email, they'll start to see your ads. So if, if Google says, Hey, this customer or like this Gmail user has shown interest in garage doors, show this ad. And it's actually pretty affordable, so it's not a bad place to play. Um, you can get a lot of attention in there. And um, I know I had gotten a few deals through Gmail, and that's actually run through your AdWord uh, account. So uh, before we go on too further, let's take a pause for our ads. Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer-usa.com. That's S-O-M-M. ER-USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877-766-6607. Bifolding overhead doors are simply cool. Therefore, if you install one, you too are cool. All kidding aside, Swice makes the best bifold door on the market. So when you have an opportunity to sell a bifold, check them out first. As a matter of fact, bifold security doors are hot right now. If you check out their website, bifold.com, you can see hundreds of ideas on how businesses are using bifold doors. They have tons of photos on their website. They've supplied doors, bifold doors, for restaurants, basketball stadiums like Golden One Center in Sacramento, retail stores, and even spectacular homes. These doors are a game changer and a statement piece. If you want a project that will draw attention, sell Schweiss door. Tell them Ryan with Torch Talk Podcast sent you. Visit bifold.com. That's B-I-F-O-L-D.com. So what is the purpose of paid ads? Well, we're trying to draw attention to our business as well as everyone else. But let's talk about the different types of intent um, that people are searching. And then let's talk about the reasons why you would do it. Uh, so first of all, you have high intent um, for the customers who are looking for garage door repair. So it's like same day repair, emergency repair, garage door repair. Um, that's high intent, right? Like these people are in the market. They're searching for a specific surface uh, service and they're looking for a company to perform that service. That is extremely high intent. Um, the other way, like, you know, Facebook, you can do uh, branding ads, uh, Pinterest, you can do branding ads, you do a lot of different ads that way. Uh, low intent, 
Um, you you know you can run Facebook ads with low intent, but can grab people's attention. Um, you also have like I I like these searches, but garage door ideas. Uh, that's a keyword phrase that I love a lot. Uh, it's high funnel, but um, definitely draws attention. Uh, so you got like uh, garage door ideas. Um, you know, I even think like how to fix your own garage door or, you know, garage door repair DIY. Those are probably low intent, um, but they are, I would call, I would consider them high intent because they do are, are looking for a service, but maybe not necessarily looking for your service. Um, but if they get frustrated um, trying to figure it out on their own or they figure out the task is too daunting, they may hire you. I know from my previous experience when I owned an e-commerce uh, website where we sold garage door parts, that was a true thing. Like people would come here buying springs or whatever and they'd go home and try it and get frustrated, call us, and then we'd come out and install them for them. Uh, so just something to consider when you're building out your ads. Um, so what makes a great um, effective ad? We're going to tackle those. And I would tell you that it may not be exactly what you think, but we're going to dive deep. So content is the obvious one, right? Like everybody thinks about the content when they're thinking about their ad because that's what the customers see. So if you can use a photo, definitely use a photo. I think that's what's so great about um, Nextdoor and Instagram. Very focused on the photo. Um, not having too much content in the photo. You don't need to cram everything in there. Um, and in some cases, it's against guidelines to even have writing or content on the photo. Um, and then your copy. So what's in the ad itself? Like what what is your copy? What are you putting in there to, to be the hook? What's, what's capturing people's attention? And the verbiage that you're using is critical, right? Like you have to use the right verbiage. If you're too aggressive, you're going to push people away. If you're not aggressive enough, you're, you're not, people aren't going to see it um, or they're not going to be compelled. So um, try a hook and, and understand that it can't be all about you. So make the ad about the customer or the potential customer. So the photo, the copy, make sure you use the right photo um, is key as well. It should associate, be associated with the ad. Original photos instead of stock photos are 10 times better. You'll see a better return on investment. Um, then your targeted audience, right? So anytime you're running an ad, I think you need to figure out who's your best audience. Well, obviously you need a homeowner, right? Not a renter. Um, secondly, you need, um, to narrow down your geographics. So you don't want to run a national campaign. Uh, I remember one time I mistakenly was trying to fly through it at, uh, for Facebook for my local door company. And, um, I was just trying to build it really quickly, built it out, thought I chose, you know, uh, surrounding area. And I chose the whole United States, which is the default started running the ad. And I was like, Whoa, we blew through that really fast. Uh, and I looked at my ad campaign and um, it was because it was running nationally, which was uh, a bad mistake. So uh, demographics, you know, you got homeowners, you got people who like certain things. I love um, people who are in the IT field. I think that's great. They're great for me. Number one, they usually have money. Number two, they usually work from home. Number three, they're tech savvy. Uh, number four, they're usually not very hands-on in tools and stuff, so they will hire out. Um, so that makes them flexible with booking appointments. That's great. Um, they have money, so they're not going to complain about, you know, 
fixing their garage door and it costing them a chunk. Um, so that's a great, like I'll target it people. I'll target business owners. Sometimes those are the worst ones to be honest with you. Um, especially if you're working for me, maybe. Um, so, uh, demographics is important. Make sure you get those honed in. And I would say try different things, right? Like, um, you know, you can target certain, um, television shows or like, uh, categories of shows that people follow and and you know facebook and all these guys they have all this information so it's great to be able to go in there and be able to hone that in and and it's it's a wonderful thing when you get all this dialed in and you're running a targeted ad and you're getting the customer that you're looking for i'll give an example real quick um i recently created a um like a, a story brand video if you guys aren't familiar with story brand definitely encourage you to check that out it's a book um but story brand is all about like finding the pain point, um, introducing the customer to it, and then offering a solution. And it's all about the psychology behind the words that you use, how you say them, inflection in your voice, and um, and the call to action. So we spent tons of time laying this out and getting it ready. And um, I'm running this video. It's like a one minute video on uh, Facebook. Instagram, uh, YouTube, and a couple others, which by the way, YouTube is way underrated for paid advertising. Strongly suggest you play in that space. Um, you know, make yourself a cool little video. Doesn't have to be perfect. And then you can dive in. I know for me, let me see video campaigns. I got my AdWords up here. I'm at 26 cents per view with a view rate of about uh, 13 and a half percent. I've got 11,000 impressions, 1,600 views. Um, I would say it's pretty good. I've been billed $411. I think I can credit about at least 1,500 to it. Um, I get, I've hit a couple people hit me through Facebook, and we have had some phone calls from the YouTube ad. So um, that's been very good to us. So and it's only been going for like two weeks two and a half weeks, three weeks, somewhere around there. Um, so YouTube's a great place to run ads. I'm, and it's highly targeted, right? So um, I, I'm getting the customer that I want through there. Um, every single customer that's reached out is exactly the type of customer that I'm looking for. So that's been very good. Um, strongly recommend that. And so we've talked about demographics, geographics, we've talked about different types, keywords, like in some of these ads, like Google AdWords, you're talking about keywords. Let's just take a little bit of time right there because, um, you know, you see like garage door repair, you know, suggested bid $35, $45. I've told you guys in the past, I've, I've taken over some AdWord accounts in the past where, or looked at client AdWord accounts in the past or even recent uh, we had one client out in California who was spending a hundred dollars for one click for the term garage door repair up to a hundred dollars was their bid. Uh, the problem with that is um, number one, it's just a click. So the challenge that you find yourself into is like we discussed before, excuse me, if you have 10 clicks and you're doing a really good job of converting those. You're going to get three or four leads max. Three or four leads is going to cost you a thousand dollars 
right? Because we're talking about $100 per. So let's do the math there. So if we've got $1,000, let's just say it's you're on the high end. It's $250 just to get the lead. You haven't even sent anybody out yet. It's freaking nuts, dude. So you got to charge $1,000 for repair if, if you're going to play in that space. Or you could build your ads outright with nice landing pages and invest in doing it properly with the right copy and content that's compelling and interesting and that will grab people's attention. And let's see here. I'm running a test campaign right now. I started, I don't normally do uh, garage door repair AdWords um, because of the competition. Like everybody's there. Um, and a lot of people that don't know what they're doing and they're bidding it up and it's costing a fortune. But uh, let's see here. Am I on the right one? Here we go. I have an ad campaign that I started running a few weeks ago just to kind of see what I could get my repair campaign to as far as price range and still have it be somewhat effective. Um, I'm at $16.50 average click. Um, that's not horrible. At that, I'm going to be... I've got a pretty good conversion rate on my website, so I'm going to call it a 30% conversion. So that's $1,000 divided by three. No, that's not 1,000, sorry. 16 times 1650 times 10. It's 165 divided by three. It's $55 for a lead. I mean, it's not horrible. It's a little on the high side, but um, not not horrible. I'll take fifty five. Um, and so, if we're at sixteen fifty, it's highly targeted. I feel good about that. Uh, my click through rate. This is a brand new ad, so it's probably a little bit on the low side. I can get this up. Um, I'm at one point seven two. I could probably get that to about three percent, um, and still stay under twenty dollars. And it has all to do with your landing pages, your call to actions, your copy, and your bid strategy. Um, and, you know, I don't normally do AdWords for my clients. And one of the main reasons I don't is because of the amount of time that I have to spend in order to build a good campaign is astronomical. Um, you know, in the early days, people used to pay huge deposits, like upfront, like, um, what do they call them? like a sign up fee or, you know, whatever, because the amount of time that it took to build AdWord campaigns properly. Well, then people started building like machines to be able to build out the keywords and do all that. Um, I've inspected some AdWord campaigns that were built out by machines. And one of the top keywords that one of them had was uh, garage sale. Spending thousands a month on clicks for garage sale. I mean, that's the type of stuff that frustrates me, bro. I can't stand that. So, um, but nobody wants to pay the money to have it built out right because it takes, you know, hours and hours to do it really well. And it's different in every area. Uh, there's some areas where, like, this isn't going to work, right? Uh, what I'm talking to you about, like, Southern California, 
it's just like you have every business owner in the world just willing to throw hundreds of dollars at stuff. Um, you know, I, I call it backdooring. Don't take that the wrong way. Um, but you can backdoor ads, which mean you can actually like find keywords that people aren't doing, aren't using. So um, there are words that are cheaper. I'll give you an example. Um, so garage door repair. Uh, but not everybody bids on overhead door repair. Um, you know, uh, you can do different types of searches, uh, keywords. So um, you can do uh, match type, phrase type, uh, which is what I like, phrase type. Um, so lots of different options when building these out. And I think it's important that when you're doing it, you do it well. But there are keywords that you can use. I use long tail keywords. Um, and there's the tools that we kind of shared with you guys before. You, uh, SpyFu is great for being able to go on and look at what your competitors are doing. Find out what they're doing. Figure out like what they're doing well, what they're not doing well. Uh, I think that's great. As far as Facebook ads, Facebook came out with a transparency uh, protocol where they will show you what your competitors are doing with their ads. You can go to their page, and uh, I think they even call it transparency. You can click on it, and it'll actually pull up all their ads. Um, you can, I think, see how long they've been running them, all kinds of stuff. So, all like, it's never been easier to run ads than it is right now, even though we've lost a lot of the data that we used to get. We're getting more transparency across the board. So I definitely recommend using paid advertising. Google AdWords is a great asset. Um I would say like, for instance, if I am um, have a high margin product or service, I would probably invest heavily into SEO and paid advertising. If I have a low margin, uh, probably just do SEO. Um, and if it's a high traffic, very difficult word that I cannot or uh, won't rank for SEO for a while, um, I will probably buy that keyword till I get there, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, so there's instances where I won't play in spaces like, you know, I haven't played in garage door repair on AdWords for a while, but, um, I'm running that test. Um, all of it depends really on your optimization score. So pay attention to that. So budgeting for results, um, is the next topic I want to talk about because a lot of people will tell me, Hey Ryan, I ran an AdWord campaign. It didn't work, whatever. And I'll say, you know, well, how much did you start with on your budget? Who built your ads? I'll go through the questions. But one of the things that always stand out to me is people will say, Oh, I threw $500 at it. You know, I had like a $150 coupon and I added another, you know, 350 and it's not enough, right? Like, unfortunately, um, if you want to be effective with Google AdWords, um, you know, I, I've found that anywhere between three and $10,000 is the money spot. Um, anything less than three grand, I just don't think that it's really worth the effort, uh, because you really need to be watching it, adjusting it, um, tracking it. And if you're not doing that on at least a monthly basis, I think you're wasting money because, um, you're going to find new keywords that you can add that'll give you lower click uh, cost. You'll find words that are too high. Um, you can make adjustments to your ads. And if you're running multiple ads, which I do recommend, um, you can kind of pause ones that aren't performing very well and adjust them 
you can you know do some A/B testing with your titles, um, all kinds of stuff. So tracking and adjusting is key, especially when it comes to your budget and then looking for the results. Uh, you can't skip there. That is not somewhere there uh, that you want to just kind of blow past. Um, so again, this isn't really a service that we offer. I'm just hoping to teach you guys. Uh, we will get into more paid advertising. We do some paid advertising. Don't get me wrong, but uh, we're we're not advertising for clients for paid advertising. If you're an existing client using another service, we do that. Um, but we don't do just paid advertising. Uh, we will be hiring somebody for that in the future. Next door ads is uh, something that we do take on new clients for uh, because I'm such a big believer in it for the home service space. And uh, we've seen some really good success. I'll give you an example. I ran a, I think I mentioned this before, but we ran a uh, next door ad for a local roofing company right after we had a storm come through and that was highly successful. I think they booked, they spent like a thousand dollars booked like five or six appointments, um, all with roof leaks or damaged roofs, that's a win, especially for a roofing company. Um, even though the cost per lead was a little bit higher than I would have liked, and that was my first ad for them, so we'll tweak it and try to get it down. Um, for them, it's not bad. For a garage door company, the margins are probably a little bit off. Um, our cost per ticket's going to be a little bit less where they're probably making you know minimum of 1500 to 2500 profit per job in the insurance company's paying. Um, so you got next door ads, highly effective if done right. It does take a little bit of um, figuring out which option you want to go with. There's three different ad campaigns that you can do. Um, and I strongly recommend if you're not playing in that space, this is the next Facebook ad platform. This is the next thing. Like if you're not on next door and actively pushing it and trying to get your um, recommendations on there. If you're not, you know, running ads, I think you're missing the spot because it's so freaking cheap and it's such a great opportunity. And you're in front of tens of thousands of people. Uh, let me pull up my account real quick. I can just tell you, like, I I get my ads in front of 600,000 people when I run them. Um, where else are you gonna do that for that cheap? And I'm gonna spend like five hundred to a grand in order to do that. That's huge. Like, I don't know anywhere else you're going to see those types of results. Um, and then you even have like, let me see here. Slow loading. I'm sorry guys. Um, but you have saves. So this is like a deal that I ran. Um, you have saves where people actually like take action, save, um, your deal. Uh, let's see here. I ran one, uh, 10% off, um, garage door repair, right? 674,391 views. What? And then 158 actions, which is a little bit on the low side. If you're talking like action to impression. Um, but still like, 158 actions means they probably clicked on it. I need to probably get a little bit more specific on what an action actually is. Oh, here we go. Clicks, 128 clicks, 26 saves, three redeems where you can like redeem the deal and one share. That's pretty strong. Shows you like all the neighborhoods, top neighborhoods where people like took action. This is, this is great data. Like uh, I'm fascinated. 
strongly recommend if you guys aren't on it, if you don't hear anything else that I tell you today, strongly recommend you're playing on next door and build that reputation because it's just going to be like you Yelp and, and all the others, the people with the most recommendations at the end of the day who are running ads are going to dominate the space. And there's nobody on next door dominating the space at the moment because they're not taking it serious enough. HVAC companies are about the only ones that I see that are really pushing this hard. Um, and so strongly recommend, I think it's a long-term play and a short-term play. So you can run ads now, be effective and get your money back. But at the same time, build your reputation so that when customers do start to go there looking for services and next door's kind of figured it out because they don't have it figured out yet, um, you've got a reputation on there that's way ahead of everyone else. Hear me when I tell you, do not stall on next door. You have to be there. You have to be there now because if you're not there now, you're not going to be there later. Someone's going to beat you to the punch or there's going to be a bigger company that comes in and pushes it really hard and gets a bunch of recommendations. Strongly recommend pushing next door. Uh, Facebook ads, hands down, um, probably one of the easiest ways to grow an audience. Um, so like, let's say for example, you have five followers on Facebook, right? Uh, I'll run like a branding campaign with like a really cool photo of a garage door that really has nothing to do with other than look how cool this is. Right. Um, I'll get a bunch of people that actually like the photo. Like they press like if they press like you can go in there and you can invite them to like the page. So now if they do that, which a pretty decent portion do, um, they'll get a notification that says, Hey, Aaron Red Doors has invited you to like their page. If the, you like your page, then they become a follower and then they start seeing your, your organic posts. Um, and then, you know, they'll start sharing your stuff. And that's how we've kind of built uh, our following and strongly recommend that strategy. Like, I love it. So it's a quick way to go from like five to 100 to 500 to 1,000 and then so on. Um, we kind of stopped doing that uh, once we got to about, uh, I think where we're at now is about 1500. We still do it. Um, like if people like our page, we'll still invite them, but we don't run the campaign specifically for that. I think we have a decent base now. Um, but it's good. And then, uh, we talked a little bit about Google, um, AdWords gotta be set up, right? Like if you're going to do it and don't bid stupid numbers, I think it's just, um, you're costing yourself tons of money. You got to know the math, right? Like if you don't know the math of what you're doing and you're bidding stupid money, you're hurting yourself and you're hurting all the people around you, all the other dealers. And naturally the trickle down effect is you're hurting the customer too, because the customer doesn't know they're, they're calling. And what happens is, um, they end up paying a thousand dollars for a repair and you know, they end up finding out that their friend got a similar job done for 300 or 400 or 500 and they paid double and they're trying to figure out why. Right. And so they won't use you again. Second, you know, Google AdWords for me, now we've done some database checks. Um, it's one of the lowest return customers. And I think it's because they're trained to do what they do. They Google service, they click the first one and they call. Right. That's how like some of these legion companies have done so well. 
people are people that do that do that the next time. So for example, if someone goes online, does a search for garage door repair, they click the first one, they call, they come out. Even if you do a great job right there, my data shows that customer is not calling you back, not from the sticker, not from anywhere. That customer is going to do the same thing they did before. When the opener dies, they're going to go online. They're going to do garage door opener repair or garage door repair, find a company, call, done. Very small percentage of people who click on Google AdWords and even local services, that will actually be a champion, what we call a champion here. And that's somebody who's going to recommend you, leave you a review, and also be a repeat. And that's what we're looking for. Uh, if you want to build your database, that's the best way to do it. Now, one way you can fix that is if you do constant communication, right? Like send email newsletters, which a lot of those people will opt out of. Um, invite them to like your social media. Run some um, like gift ideas. Like we used to do, um, you know, hey, enter to win. Yeah, take a picture in front of your garage door during COVID. What, what's one thing, you know? Make a sign one thing that you miss during COVID uh, in front of your garage door and post it and, you know, tag our, our, uh, our business. And we used to do like $250 gift cards. Um, I wouldn't say that was like the most productive uh, thing. I think we probably could have executed it a little bit better, but nonetheless, uh, we did that. It worked. We grew our audience a little bit. Um, but Google is got to be done right. Google AdWords has to be done right. Got to know your numbers. Make sure you're not paying too much for the ads. Make sure that you're updating it. Make sure you're checking it. Um, you know, if you're taking them to a page, it can't be the home page if it's garage door repair. You need to take them to the repair page or a page, a landing page specifically built for that ad. Um, and if you're not doing that, I don't think you're seeing a lot of success. I think you're overpaying. Google will make you pay more if your landing page isn't optimized where they think it's relevant. So you could be paying twice as much as somebody else for the same keyword. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll give you an example. I mentioned earlier, I used to have an e-commerce website where we sold parts uh, locally here. We didn't ship anything really, except for we did drop ship doors all over the country. But what we found was um, I have a campaign that we ran on e-commerce and the optimization score was like, super high. Like, I mean, we were almost a hundred percent all the way across the board. Um, and we were landing them on these product pages, right? The same keyword for my service company was three times what it was for the e-commerce. Same keywords, garage door springs. Boom. It was all of, you know, I was paying on average, uh, no more, like, I think my average keyword was like a dollar 36 or something. I think the most I was paying for any keywords garage door related was like $2 and some change. It's pretty freaking crazy. Um, and that was not a shopping campaign. That was actually a shirt, a search campaign that I was running. Um, right now. I run ads for new doors and a couple subcategories of new doors, uh, very specific targeted. Uh, I started the repair campaign that I told you guys about. And then um, I, I've been told by many people that uh, SEO and AdWords and things like that don't work for commercial. 
my sales guy would argue with you because <laughs> he's never had to work less for more ever in his life. Uh, we just hired a commercial sales guy and he's really enjoying the fact that um, we are um, getting so many leads to where he doesn't have to work as hard. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think his first month in, he sold like uh, December. This is his first full month. He started with us in November. He did some 60 something thousand dollars. Um, new guy. And I would say probably 20% of that was maybe from previous relationships that he had. The rest was new leads that came in. It's pretty freaking strong. And we do other things too, right? But um, Google AdWords drives us like, you know, some dock level or repair, um, commercial door repair. Uh, what I don't like is I don't like the, um, I don't like the, uh, the management companies that call in from the AdWord campaign. Um, it's not a fan, but let's look at, uh, let me just dive in here real quick and kind of show you, I'm not looking at a ton of clicks here. Um, I'm running about 250 to 300 clicks a month for my commercial ad. Uh, average cost is $2 and 15 or no, I'm sorry. 2000, uh, some change. Let me see if my average is at, I don't have that set up here. Hang on one second. My average cost per click is $9, $8.98. Um, I'll play in that space all day long, especially if I'm getting conversions and phone calls. Uh, bounce rate for my best ads are uh, low 50% and definitely having a problem with my HVLS and this could be, this is great because if you have a high bounce rate and you see it, um, you can go to your Google, um, you can go to your website, look at it from different perspectives, check it in different browsers, uh, check it on mobile, check it on desktop, see where the problem might be, might be load speed, might be whatever, who knows. Uh, but that could be a red flag that something's wrong on the page as well. Uh, so paid ads is something that you definitely need to be part of. I think it's super important. If you are playing in this space that you are, um, are in on it, but I think if you're not doing it right, it's going to be a big issue. Um, you can, uh, I know one thing that I'm going to be testing 2021 is we're going to be building out an e-commerce portion of our website and playing in some e-commerce, uh, like shopping ads, see how that does. Also, um, one thing that I do know that some of our friends in other industries are paying for a Google My Business listing now. They're actually, I think there's some collaboration for the first time in two different departments within Google. Um, local service ads and Google My Business is having some collaboration. Um, so I think they're moving to a verified Google My Business service. And uh, I think they're charging like 50 something dollars uh, a month for that. And that's rolling out now. So I think you're seeing that in like um, HVAC, I believe is one of them. Um, and there's a couple others. Maybe Locksmith have already gotten it. Uh, it's fairly new. It's only in certain markets, but um, it is happening. And I do think that you're going to see the verification pro pro process for local service ads 
implemented with Google My Business. So, um, and I do think Google My Business will be paid, which is probably not a bad idea because that will help them manage that a little bit better. I would expect, I would rather pay $50 a month than spend hours a month deleting spam. Um, so I feel like that's a good trade-off and I'm totally cool with that. Um, even though I think Google could have found a better solution. Um, so anyway, that is the wrap today. We talked all about um, paid advertising. I just wanted you guys to see kind of a little bit about my thought process and what I think about when I think about paid advertising. What, do I, what am I thinking when I go into a paid ad um, as far as like what platform do I want to use, how I set it up and all that. I hope I did a good job of that today. Uh, if you have questions, um, getting a lot of questions lately, which is great because um, they're good questions. We can read them on air and um, they'll help other people. Hit me up. Uh, you can hit me up on my personal Facebook. You can hit me up on um, Torch and Talk podcast. I'm the one that's behind that uh, chatting with everybody mostly. So if you send in a question, I will see it through there. You can even um, just uh, tag me, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Uh, but I'm on Facebook, so you can find me there, Ryan Lucia, Torch Talk Podcast. And uh, I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to hit me up. Again, we don't offer a lot of these services to our clients just yet. Uh, but by the end of 2021, we will have somebody in place to do that. Right now, we're just focused on like SEO, um, website builds, email newsletters. We are taking clients for next door ads. Um, but I don't mind taking some time, just chat. So if you have a specific question, you think it would help others as well, hit me up. Hope you guys are safe. Have a great day.